Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today, we're going to be dealing with the last episode of Shiny Happy People. The episode is called Arrows Activated. Super aggressive. Super phallic-y. Just super all not around. The episode starts off talking about Trash Duggar and his arrest. If you don't know, we call Josh Trash Duggar. He does that whole it's not mine. Like, basically, the family comes up with this narrative that there was, like, an ex-con who worked there. And I want to put it out there. It's just because you're an ex-con doesn't mean you're into, like, you know, child porn. Some people go to prison for, you know, regular crimes, like theft or white-collar crimes. <laughs> not necessarily, like, child porn. So they had found on his computer one video and a folder that contained 65 images. And then they start talking about it and they bring back my now least favorite person on the planet, Jim Holt. <laughs> Feels, I still feel very betrayed by the man. Not that I've ever met him, but just felt <laughs> like, yeah. oh, look at this good guy. Just lies. All lies. Mm-hmm. He and Bobby are talking about like how when this surfaces, like, you know, the Duggars are kind of like this, you know, it's not real. It's not true. Whatever, whatever. Mm. Gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. <laughs> right. Which the Duggars, that's what they should do. They should just they should just wear shirts and say, I what I say is is gonna gaslight you. Mm-hmm. So you just know ahead of time. It comes out that Josh has a has a program on his computer called Covenant Eyes. Basically mm-hmm. what this program is, and this was I know this because it was pimped in churches. So like I heard about it when I was younger. Basically, what it is is a program you install for Christians. It's typically geared towards men who watch pornography. And it basically, I loved it, accountability is what they called it. <laughs> Jesus. Which, accountability buddies or accountability, accountability partners, kind of like an accountability partner. Yeah. Yeah. Is a mm-hmm. big thing in Christian culture. I remember when I was a youth leader, a student leader, we would have like accountability accountability now i can't not call it an accountability buddy (laughs) an accountability buddy we would read like because i was part of the youth ministry so we would read these like books and stuff and you had a group like there were three of us 
and we would call each other and make sure we were staying on like pray together and things like that so which i'm just i'm gonna make a shirt that says accountability now because i just think that's like the greatest (laughs) thing i've ever heard jeez Oh, no. (laughs) You can apply it to all areas of life. If you're like, I want to lose weight, I need an accountability buddy, you know? True. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to stop drinking. I need an accountability buddy. There you go. Anyway, so how covenant eyes work is you saw it on your computer. And then anytime that you do something on your computer, it like records it. And then the results of that, like your web searches, get sent to your accountability buddy, which for him was Anna. Mm-hmm. Poor brainwashed Anna over there. Yeah. Just like my husband, like, you know, but come to find out that Josh is actually really tech savvy because I'm sure in one of like the institutes that he went to, he like learned about computers and mm-hmm. he actually split his hard drive in half. Yeah. So there's the stuff he did like in everyday life and then the stuff that he did on the second half. Mm-hmm. And they talk about this every single time that one of these 65 images or one of the, or that video that is like opened, viewed, received, whatever, Josh mm-hmm. is at that computer. It's like yeah. undeniable. It's his, it's his it's footprint. Him. Yeah. yeah. And so according to an investigator on the case, this is like the he said it was like the top five of the worst of the worst. So these 65 images, yeah. I don't even want to pretend to understand what that the top no. five of the worst of the worst like if you're in sex crimes like you're seeing this shit all the time for so for something to like shock and awe you yeah i don't want to know Mm-mm. just you guys can't see my face but it's not good yeah and so josh is arrested josh goes to trial i forgot that jill was going to testify that like she was one mm-hmm. of the people mm-hmm. that the prosecution had brought but like someone else spoke yeah. Bobby Holt, coming in clutch, testified about Mm -hmm. his past history. And actually, I really kind of like the way that the prosecution did this because they were able Mm -hmm. to, like, not have the girls sit in court and rehash what happened to them. But they had someone else who was an accountability buddy for Jim, Bob and Michelle. You guys Mm -hmm. go back to our old our old time of drink whenever I say accountability. (laughs) See how messed up y'all get. But Jim and Bobby were the were best friends with the Duggars. And so yeah. having her come on and say, like, look, our daughter was dating him when the whole allegations came out and we backed away. And then, you know, really kind of helped. Also, Jim Bob did not do his son any justice during this time <laughs> because he goes he goes to court and he's on the stand. And every question, he does, like, the Paul Flores thing, except for instead of saying, like, I plead the fifth, he's like, I don't recall. Mm -hmm. I don't recall. Like, how do you not recall? Like, how do you not recall that you took your son to the police to confess? How do you not recall that your children, your other children, were molested by your son? I'm pretty sure that's, like, a thing that you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And also, sir... You have gone on national television and talking about this. about this. Right. So it's and not now like, you forget. <laughs> okay. If I was that prosecution, I would have been like, exhibit A, B, so just clicking mm. through clips from the show because they talked about it all the time about how jo- that Josh stumbled and how he went to the Institute. The Institute healed him, quote unquote. I'm pretty sure if it healed him, we wouldn't have been in trial. Just saying. Yes. Also, Jim Bob, in the middle of this, out of left field, runs for state senate. 
so fucking random. Let's do this now. Okay. Like, mm. well, they believed that this was a left, this was a liberal agenda to take down men, like a man of God, mm-hmm. i.e. Josh Duggar. Mm-hmm. Because I wrote this down, they, that Jim Bob and Michelle didn't think that Josh would be in trouble if Trump was president. Yeah. Because the judge was an Obama-appointed judge. Mm. I'm just going to put it out there. There should never be a political party exception for filth like this. No. Mm-mm. I'm damn right to be proud to be a liberal who goes out there and chases child predators. Like, if that's what my party does, I'm so excited to be a part of it. Because it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong on all levels. Yeah. And... I just, when, they, when I heard them say that, I was like that. And this episode, like all episodes with the Duggars, has brought up more past triggers of me at mine. Growing up, I heard about culture war and basically, and Bill Gothard talked about this a lot, about how like Christians needed to win this culture war. And I remember this phrase, Tara's probably like completely new to you, but the Joshua generation. Yes, that was new to me. I did not know about this because I avoided church. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Fun fact, when I worked at a church, I tried to recruit Tara to come to church. Mm -hmm. And her mom wouldn't let me. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom might be trash, but she was like, you know what? I'm not sending my kid there. (laughs) Wow, one good thing. All right, cool. (laughs) One good thing. (laughs) But yeah, no, and it's true. This whole Joshua generation thing, like I was as a kid, my parents and the elders of our church would like pray over my generation as being leaders like Joshua. If you asked me who the fuck Joshua was in the Bible, I'd be like, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is kind of what it was, is that like we were meant to grow up. We were meant to grow up like in my church. You guys, if you have listened for a while, we had rags on the show last year. She and I grew up in church together. Mm-hmm. We were handpicked as kids in church to grow up to be something. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was supposed to grow up and become like a pastor's wife and mm-hmm. be able to like go out. Like I have a friend I grew up with who was my accountability buddy. She's a missionary to Taiwan, you know, and my whole purpose as a kid in church was to basically serve God Mm -hmm. in any capacity. And I remember hearing from the pulpit people talking about political agendas and how this country had been, you know, founded on Christianity. When we hear people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, or as brought up in this instant, because Madison Hawthorne, he's one of this kind of group. When they talk about God and they talk about like, this is a godly country, This is something that has been like ingrained into Christians from the time you're little, because you go to like missionette. For me, I grew up in the Assembly of God. So like I went to missionettes and said the Pledge of Allegiance at every single meeting. Mm -hmm. So like they're almost synonymous. And that's what the IBLP was doing is they were finding these young politically minded young men and women and putting them through a program and out there. They had something called Teen Pack, which PAC is a political action committee, and they would debate. Basically, their whole purpose is to be able to debate Christian faith with liberals, atheists, anyone who's not Christian, and win. 
And that's literally something that my church did. They like trained us on how to talk to the secular world. And, you know, growing up in the Assembly of God, uh, compared to the IBLP, I'd be whatever it is, we're considered super like secular because I was allowed to listen to whatever music I wanted. I wore makeup. I wore shorts that were probably way too short. I don't think the Duggar children would have been comfortable Mm -mm. in my presence. And I was taught to think a certain way. And it was definitely how do you further the agenda of the Christian faith? And now I sit and think about it from the opposite perspective. How can a, how can this faith be something that is like legit when hearing growing up the similarities between like Christianity and Islam, like the way that they came around, right? And suddenly, like Moses goes up on the mountain and gets these Ten Commandments that govern our whole lives. It's reflected in other religions, the same story. Mm-hmm. And yet, the religion I grew up in is the right one and they're wrong. Sorry, I'm going on a weird tangent, but it's just kind of what has come up for me today. You're fine. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Patrick Henry College, my parents got a application for me to fill out in high school because they wanted me to go. Uh. It's one of those things where like when you're, I mean, like my, like my mom, who is my maternal grandmother. So my mom was raised in the assembly of God since she was a toddler. Mm-hmm. So she, of course, that's how she's going to raise me. Right. And it was like, my job was to like, to go off to college. Like when I left to go to Bethany, when I went off to like Bible college, I was told by like, not only my parents, but people mm-hmm. in my church, don't accept the first guy who decides to court you in college. Make sure you shop around. Oh they were not pleased when I was like, <laughs> literally, there was a guy that like my parents, like I would talk about, he was one of my friends and my parents were like, he's a great candidate of like, for what? They're like, you guys would have a great ministry together. You guys would be, you know, I'm like, ew. My freshman year in college. <laughs> Three people met at orientation and got engaged within at least two mm-hmm. years. One couple ran off between <gasps> fall and winter uh-huh. break. They left and then never came back. <sighs> Whoa. I'm pretty sure they left at like Thanksgiving and never came back. Oh, And like wow. the weird thing is I went on a date with that guy. <laughs> You're like, damn. <laughs> and then like he literally stopped dating me. Like we went on a date and it just was like really intense. Like everything was like, I can't wait to get married and have kids. And, and I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm 18. You're like, no. <laughs> I just got out of that weird situation. I'm not looking to get back into this weird situation. Yeah. You know? And then he started dating this other girl and they were like, fell madly in love. And then they, like, they fucking just, dis- this is how crazy this shit is, right? Like, this is how you're, like, as a woman, because they talk a lot in this episode of what a woman's role is and it's to be, like, submissive. Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh my God. This girl, this guy and her were dating. He came and knocked because her dorm was like on the ground floor. He knocked on the back door. They got into his car and drove off. And they got it. They got married. Because he was like, God told me this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think, no, that's, that's not, right. not how that works. But okay. No. <laughs> 
Something that's introduced into this episode is they start talking about Christian influencers online. And there's a couple that are on there. And I don't know. I just don't believe them. Like, there's something about them, like, the way that they're, like, smiling and talking about this. I'm like, I don't fully believe this. I fully believe that they fucking, like, turn their cameras off and live a completely different life. Oh, that's like that. I don't even remember when this was. Maybe, like, last year or something. That Utah mom drama where it was, like, they were all these, like, picture-perfect Christian-y type moms, but they were, like, all swingers or something. It was a lot. I love it. It was just, it was like, I was like, what is happening? I don't know any of these people because I I don't watch that kind of stuff. I remember, no, I remember when it was like blowing up. I was like watching it. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck are these women? And like, why should I care about them? And they were like, it's so weird because like this person was sleeping with this person. And I don't think they were actually swingers. I think they were just all like. Sharing. I just think that they were like all so close. And then they all started Uh having affairs. I mean. And at that point, like, if everyone's having an affair with other everyone else, you might as well be swingers. Yeah. Which may have been what happened. Who knows? I don't know. No say. No judgment. Live your life. No. Do it. You want to have a close group of friends where y'all swing? Have at it. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Please film the drama that falls out because I like drama. It's not my <laughs> drama. <laughs> it's not my drama. <laughs> so, but I, I will not be signing up to join this, but... You do you, <laughs> but I will watch all the aftermath. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> and it's true. Like these Christians, these people get online and they talk about God and they get real aggressive. And yeah. they're like, it always makes me mad. Like when Christians start talking about when they start talking about like pronouns and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Because I'm like, yeah. just shut the fuck up. Like you don't you don't like gay people. Don't interact with them. Don't mm-hmm. talk, to, like, don't be mean to them. Don't go out of your way to be a dick like you are now. But just like, you know, because I don't know about you, but the, the Bible says, according to these people's belief, the Bible says the greatest instructions that God get, like, ever gave us was love, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. But yet you can't mm-hmm. even do the one rule that God is like, you know what? This is my most important rule. Like you do this. Everything <laughs> else is kind of like, you know, background. Just don't do these things and you'll live a good life. No, this one yeah. thing is like, Love your neighbor as yourself. And Christians are like, I don't think God met the gays. <laughs> like, this is something oh, I've heard damn. in church. Like, I've heard yeah. people in church be like, I know that God says to like, like, think about Easy A. Yeah. Amanda Bynes character. And yeah. she's like, I know that the Bible says we're supposed to love. But like, it's so hard. Yeah. This is these people's strife in life is that they have to interact with people that are not just like them. Oh, no. How horrible for you. And it's true. Like one of the things that they they say here in this is the more you suffer for your faith, Mm -hmm. the more reward you have in heaven. Mm -hmm. It is this like fucked up system. Yeah. That like, I remember as a kid being told that the more people you saved, the more people you ministered to, the more acts of selflessness, the bigger the treasure you get in heaven. It's an invisible (laughs) treasure (laughs) that I'm building up in some other place. But they never talk about like, well, if you're mean to this group of people we don't like. Uh-huh. At this point, are they teaching in churches that if you're mean to like gay people or people of color that like you get more treasure? Because I'm trying to figure out like I... how Christians are so aggressive about this. I don't know. Like somebody came up with a new rule and I'm just like, y'all being lied to. This all shenanigans. Not just stop it. Mm-hmm. If people make you feel uncomfortable, that's fine. But that's your problem. That's not 
Exactly. <laughs> it's okay to be uncomfortable you know? around people because you have a problem. It's your subconscious's way of telling you that how you feel about them is not correct. And I'm saying this, if the only reason you don't like this person is because of their sexual orientation, the color of their skin, or something along those lines, if that makes you uncomfortable, that is your conscious's way of being like, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want people to be like, well, Jessica said that I shouldn't feel like, if you feel uncomfortable because you don't feel safe. Well, that's that's different. different. But, you know, we have to say this shit because, you know, people out there being dumb. Yeah. And these, like, Christian influencers, they're, it's big. It's big time. You know, they go on here and they, they spread the word because it's true. If I had a message that I wanted to get out, getting big on a social media platform mm-hmm. is a really great way to do it. Yeah. Before the downfall of Hillsong, Hillsong was like on YouTube. They had Instagram. They had like CDs. They toured. They were this bit like, if you don't know what Hillsong is, it's that like big church that has like, and they make beautiful music. I'm going to be honest. Like mm-hmm. they get talented people, all that stuff. I mean, my ex-husband liked them. Mm-hmm. We went to a concert because he wanted to, mm-hmm. you know? and. Because he wanted to. I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, then. (laughs) And I I was like, part of the fun of going to a concert is like getting a drink. And I'm like, you can't fucking drink at this because that's Jesus people. Oh. Couldn't smoke, couldn't do anything. It's all Jesus people. Oh. So it was like four hours. You could have ate an edible before you went. I don't think you want me and Jesus music (laughs) and edibles. Like... (laughs) I was just providing another option. <laughs> if someone wants to sponsor this for me, I will go to a Hillsong concert and get high and then like <laughs> no. create a craziness. I mean, that's what no. it's going to be. It's just going to be me be like, why? Why are we thinking about this? Either that or I'm going to reel into my feels and be like, trauma. <laughs> the trauma of this church. I'm just telling you. But yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. This is this is devolved. Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> Sometimes in these like hard situations with these stories that you're just like, what the fuck is happening? You gotta laugh. You just gotta laugh it off. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about like the mobilization of these young people, right? Uh Uh-huh. So we know that they have Arrow, which is that paramilitary thing or alert or whatever it is, that paramilitary. And they're training, they're training young men, not really women. They're training young men Mm -hmm. to be soldiers to take back the country. And... It's very, gives very much Handmaid's Tale vibes. Yeah. I've read the book. I've watched the mo- I've watched the show. Pretty on point. They want their message being said and they're going to like, they'll take it by whatever means necessary. I brought up Madison Hawthorne earlier. He went to the House of Representatives. He was in Congress. Mm-hmm. He, I believe, is a war vet. He's disabled. Mm-hmm. And he has stood up there and yelled about how this country has failed and is no longer a godly country. This country was never built on godly morals. Literally, they were like, we don't want this to be a theocracy. Mm -hmm. Which is so funny because the way I was taught is that the pilgrims came to America to get away from religious persecution. So then they founded a country that would literally persecute people against their other, other religions. That doesn't make sense. Logically, I'm not getting there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the things that get said about that, like the founding fathers believed in God. Through research, through like people reading their journals, through letters that have been discovered, 
they may have, but they were like, we don't want this country ran on a Christian. That's not what's going to be based this, right? The in God we trust that's on our money, we know, came in the 50s. Mm -hmm. So this whole ideology that America was founded on godly morals is incorrect. But this is the narrative that they shoved down us because it amazes amazes me how people don't research past a Facebook post. Mm -hmm. Today, I was reading a Facebook post someone, some white man had written and someone had reposted. And it was about the whole Aunt Jemima thing, how they've like completely gone away. And now it's, I think it's like called pearl mining, whatever. And people are super pissed about it, right? And it's like, these narratives that are being shared about how people are so mad, they aren't true. We all have like phones, like right now, wherever you are, look, I'm sure you can see your phone. You might be listening to us on your phone. It has the Google in it. (laughs) The Google. (laughs) The Google. (laughs) Just Google it. That's the one thing I want people to take away from this is that they shouldn't just swallow a pill that someone tells them. Even if it's Tara and I, if Tara and I are telling you something, look it up. Mm -hmm. Do your own research. Be your own people. Do not be these like culty followers who just like go along with what everyone says. Anyway, sorry. I am just rabbit trailing today. (laughs) It's okay. I had a boss that... he used to make staff meetings go from like that should have been like an hour and a half. They'd be like two mm-hmm. and a half hours. Oh, man. My new saying for him is he's never met a rabbit trail he hasn't followed. <laughs> That's how my brain is today. But anyway. That's okay. So Madison Hawthorne, he's part of this documentary, like as far as they're using him as an illustration. And he gets caught up in a nude sex scandal mm-hmm. with, I'm pretty sure, a minor. Oh, God. But guess what? Like, because... It just, like, gets swept under the fucking rug. Of course it fucking does. So, ex-IBLP members decide, you know what? We're going to sue IBLP, and we're going to sue Bill Gothard. And the suit, it ultimately gets dropped. Emily, if you remember from the last episode, she was part of this. She didn't want her name to be known, so she was John or Jane Doe number three. Mm -hmm. But it it got dropped not due to lack of evidence, but due to statute of limitations. They could no longer go after yeah. him because the statue. And so it's dropped. But Bill Gothard is like, look, I have a victory. No, no, sir. No. You got off on a technicality. Yeah. And then he turns around and tries to sue each one of the people involved <laughs> yeah. for $18,000. I'm pretty sure for like defamation of character or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Those are real cases. Defamation is real cases. We all saw that happen unfold with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. But basically at this point. They go to court and they're there and the court is like, nah, bro, those are all real. So then he loses. Mm -hmm. And he apparently lives in Chicago (laughs) and he lives on his, because he never married. Mm -hmm. He lives on his own. And this one lady who's on here, she goes to visit him. She knew him back in the day. And she says like, he got dressed he like was wearing a suit and a tie, did his hair. And she was just like, he's lonely. He's like a lonely old man now. Like this man yeah. who had all of this power is gone. Mm-hmm. And now the IBLP has kind of like, it's still functioning. It's still running. From what we understand is the Duggars are kind of like the head of it or like part of it. I'm assuming mm-hmm. part of their governing board. Jim Bob did not win. I don't believe he did not win running for to Senate seat. In 2020, Jed Duggar, which I believe is his son, ran for state representative. So, like, 
in California would be like state assembly type stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't look up to see what they what they did, but you know, and this is all about power. Like as much as I hate Jim Holt when he's talking about Jim Bob and everything, Jim Bob called said he was jealous. He's like, oh, you you're just hating because you're jealous. This is the narrative that the Duggars have is that people are out to get them mm-hmm. because they're jealous. It's like, no, Jim Bob, you raised a son who grew up to be a pedophile. Yeah. Nobody wants that. People want to hold you and make people want to be your accountability buddy, Jim, Jim Bob. Hmm. Because at this point, you've harbored and let a young man, like when he was 15 and this all came out, there was time to help him, to really, truly help him. Mm-hmm. He had done horrible things, but he was still young and he could have gotten actual help, gone mm-hmm. to actual therapy, worked through this, and may have become can't say for sure, but may have become a good person. But because of the faith that they believe in, he went and what? Built a house? Mm-hmm. Rubbed some dirt in it? Like that's, it doesn't work for a broken leg. It doesn't work for curing your child of like those type of actions. And now he's in jail until mm-hmm. 2032, which ironically is almost the same time as Jim Holt's restraining order from Bobby Holt. Interesting. Which I'm going to have to, I I would like the internet to provide me with more information. Right. From what I gathered, it's just what Tara said last time, which is Mm -hmm. that like, I'm assuming it's some sort of abuse because there's no way you get a 10, 10 years. Like that's a big deal. They don't just give those out. Yeah. So at that point, there's been like multiple, he probably had like a, a temporary one that was like a few days and then, or a couple weeks or whatever, but like that's it's crazy. This and like the fact that he sat there holding her hand, acting like he was above all this shit. Mm-hmm. It just shows you how fucked up this system truly is. This mm-hmm. cult religion that my sins are not for the world to judge, and it's because the Bible tells us only God can judge us. Hmm. I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, you know who should judge you? Your peers. Mm-hmm. If you're a bad person, your peers should be able to put you in jail. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the system we have. Yep. But now I'm glad. I don't have to think about the Duggars for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that it seems like three, at least three of the girls have kind of gotten out of it. There's Jill mm-hmm. and Jessa and Ginger. They kind of have like all kind of separated from the family. Apparently they don't know anything. They find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. The same way the rest of us do, which is TMZ. (laughs) Fuck TMZ. (laughs) Oh, God. But yes, the internet. (laughs) Here's hoping that in the future that we live in a world where, like, this kind of shit isn't prevalent. That's the future I want. I want people to be able to be happy. I want people to be able to, like, live authentically. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be a Christian fundamentalist, be a Christian fundamentalist, but be quiet about it. The Amish. (laughs) Give it up for the Amish who don't harass people and make them feel bad about their choices. Yeah. And I know that now that I've said the Amish. <laughs> now you're going to have something come out. <laughs> some big fucking scandal is going to happen. And the Amish, are, like, I'm sure there's abuse. There's abuse rampant in the Amish community. I am mm, positive of yeah. it. But I would like to be blissfully ignorant right now for the sake of this conversation. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for supporting me in that. <laughs> Okay. God. So, final thoughts? Mm. There's just a lot. There was a lot with this one. But I feel like it's a good thing they did it. 
you know. It's true. My thought is I'm hoping because this came out that it Mm -hmm. will kind of like take the wind out of this like Christian fundamentalist movement that people will be like, they ain't good people. Mm -hmm. I want to say there are some fabulously wonderful Christian people out there. I don't want people to think I hate Christians just for being Christian. No. But I really don't like when people hate you because of their religion. Mm-hmm. That seems really dumb and unproductive. Mm-hmm. You guys can quote me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so with that, right. we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And we will find another documentary we'll another to talk show? about. And hopefully it's not this traumatic for Jessica. So, no. Toodles. Bye. <laughs>